Hi. Hi. Welcome <laughs> back. Sh- shut up. Don't laugh. Like, that's not my normal voice. And I'm not always happy to see everyone all the time. I like to bitch, 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 itch. Welcome. Welcome back. back. Uh, welcome back to You Say Bitch Like It's a Bad Thing. Whoop whoop. Yeah. Um, if you're new here, I hope you're not new here because we have at least two other episodes out right now. Um, so go listen to those first. Learn what we're about. And if you're not new here, um, as we've already said like 20 times, <laughs> welcome back. We're welcome glad back. to have you. <laughs> Oh, um, funny. So, um, I don't know. You have any opening remarks or you want to just jump right into our check-in? Well, I, there was my opening remark, I guess. It's what wow. my brain, it's what my brain decided I, to. I am floored. That I, was you know, life-changing. Wise words. I always just come fully prepared with the most eloquent statements. You really do. I cannot wait for them to come out with a, a pocket Kendra Bronger wisdom. Oh, um, it's with just... <laughs> quotes such as uh um, <laughs> and it's going to be a bestseller for sure. Oh my gosh, I'm already crying. Oh, oh good. Good. <laughs> Starting off on a great note. It does not it just it really does not take much for me to start crying once I've started laughing. It happens yeah. all the time, and if it's really bad, I sob, and it's uh, awful. But hilarious. I'm also I'm also ovulating today, so my Fun. my emotions are at a peak. My that. tear ducts are wide open and <laughs> wide open tear ducts. Oh, that's good. Hire me, chicks. Hit us up, chicks. chicks. Oh god, I love the chicks. I never listen to them. Oh my god, I was obsessed. Um, their album Fly, I think. Know that thing by heart. It's one of those, uh, you know, back in the good old days of CDs, um, mm-hmm. how you knew the order yes. of songs. That's one that I could just sing through the entire album, and and I freaking love them. And then they had their big controversy in the like early thousands, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anything and so I didn't like them anymore and now I understand that they were right and I hate my past self and I love them even more and now they're back and if you watch their stuff it's incredible and I cry every time and I love them so much and also their music is just so good you good I'm great okay um question that made me I don't something well I know what you said that made me think of it you said that um like, you knew the album by heart and you knew what song came next. Yeah. Do you ever, when you listen to songs that you had on a CD that you listened to growing up and you listen to those songs now, can you still, do you still know what song would have come next on the CD? Usually, yeah. 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 It's, Which is so weird. It's crazy to me. I, like, start singing the next song in my head and then sometimes I literally say out loud, how do I know that? Like, how do I remember that? But I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, but I could tell you what song came next on NSYNC's No Strings Attached album. 
100%. I also have weird emotional attachments to the songs or, like, just depending on the mood of the song, like, I will hear a song and it will end and I will suddenly get this, like, new emotional response because Mm -hmm. that's what the next song would be. Yes. That's a really weird sensation. Music is so powerful. God, I love it. It's so powerful. Like, it's crazy. It's awesome. So, how you doing? Let's check in. Let's check in. Um, I'm good for the most part. Uh, my allergies are acting up like crazy and it's driving me insane. So I have like, my nose is constantly like half plugged. Oh. Not enough that I can blow it, but like enough that it's annoying oh, and I feel like I it's that. affecting my voice. And like, there's the tiniest bit of post-nasal drips on my throat sore and like my ears are plugged. And also, of course, because it's the COVID times, I'm, like, secretly convinced that I have COVID, which Mm -hmm. is almost impossible because I'm not leaving my house or seeing anybody. (laughs) So the odds of me catching it are practically zero, but... Ugh, yeah. But other than that, I'm great. Good. Yeah. Good. Very excited for this episode. Uh, Very excited for both of our topics. I think it's going to be a good one. So how are you? I'm hungover. Fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We recorded two episodes yesterday, our first two episodes. um, And after that, I went over to uh, some of my coworkers and I do have done trivia every week for the past. Oh, I don't even know. We were talking about it yesterday. It's been years, at least at least a year and a half that we've been doing trivia together, like religiously, which is crazy. Um, and so we, I feel very safe with them. Um, the people whose house that we went to, they both work from home exclusively. They're not going out. No one's going out and like doing insane things. So I feel, I feel safe. We sit apart from each other when we watch movies or whatever. Um, so I feel very safe there. Um, but we have started these like movie marathons. We've recently started watching like bad movies. I love bad movies. We want to stay with movies that, bad movies that had a theatrical release. Good like, choice. we want ones that people made hoping that they would be box office hits and then they just the, failed. So, the, best. the first one we watched um, a couple weeks ago was Gili with Ben Affleck and JLo. And it was so bad. We have watched um, All About Steve. Um, And then last night we watched Mac and Me. And we watched... What was the other one that we watched? I literally... Oh, Battlefield Earth. uh, Starring John Travolta's crotch. (laughs) It was amazing. Um, And then one of my friends had never seen Pretty Woman. So we watched Pretty Woman to end the night. Mm, Good choice. In order to get through those first two movies, I had to drink quite a bit. <laughs> and I'm a lightweight, so quite a bit for me is, like, I had three seltzers. Oh, Jesus Christ, Kendra. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I woke up this morning, I was like, that was a bad choice. That was a real bad choice. <laughs> but, fun fact about last night... Um, we were watching one of the movies. I don't remember which one it was. So all of the, the three people that I hang out with, they know that we're doing this podcast. They know what it's about. They like, you know, 
they know about it. Um, and so we were talking about it, and in one we of- have sorry not to interrupt, but uh, we have told a total of I think five people about this podcast. Yes. At this point, um, some of our closest friends don't yet know that we're doing this. I mean, hopefully they're listening now and they do, but at the time of recording, we have told very few people about it. Yes. So, yeah, carry on. Yes. So, close friends, we apologize. We love you. (laughs) We love you so much. Um, But, so we were watching a movie and one of my friends goes, oh, she's being such a bitch. Or what a bitch. And he stops and he looks at me and he goes, is that okay for me to say? Like, genuinely, he's like, is that okay for me to say? And I was like, well, what do you mean by she's acting like a bitch? And he's like, well, she's she's just acting really shitty. And I'm like, okay, then just say she's acting really shitty. Yes. And he's like, that's okay. I can do that. He's like, okay, another thing that I, I need to be aware of and I need to, oh, that's to amazing. Like, focus on. And I'm like, oh, so happy. So happy. It made yes. my, my little feminist heart grow that's... three sizes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yee. Yeah. It was, it was really good. So I am excited for uh, this episode. I'm excited for the next episode that we're recording. I'm just I'm excited, and I'm going yes. to be drinking a lot of water to rehydrate my body after last night. Good for you. Yay. I am drinking tea with alcohol in it, so Ooh. playing both fields. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to dig into it? Yeah, you're starting us off this week. Let's go. Yeah. What um, are you informing us about today? Well, today we're going to bitch about... The pink tax. Yes. Ugh, yeah. So I'm so excited. So the pink tax, uh, for those of you who may or may not know, is the amount of money that women pay for basic products and services. Uh, the amount of money in addition to what a man pays. So sometimes this is a literal tax, um, such as the tampon tax, which we will be discussing. Good. I have feelings. Um, it, oh, don't we all? <laughs> but it also refers to the theoretical tax um, symbolizing the additional cost for female marketed products. Um, and when I say female marketed products, that can be clothing in the women's section. It can be um, any product specifically created for women, such as menstrual products. It can be like razors. There are... Mm-hmm quote-unquote women's razors versus quote-unquote men's razors it can also be as little as something that's just pink instead of blue or black or red the female bic pens oh my for god instance. Some, someday not today because we won't have time someday we need to just sit down and read the reviews yes. and the questions from amazon yes. if you get bored and have not yet or even if you have go it's the most entertaining thing I've ever read. Oh, uh, great way to kill like an hour. Oh my God. It's or more. so good. You will cry in the best way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it can literally just be something that's pink or even that just says for women, even if it's exactly the same product as something produced for a man. Um, so that's the pink tax. Uh, it's also referred to as price discrimination or gender pricing. Okay. So, it's hard to say how long this has been around. 
uh, but it kind of came to light in 2015 when the New York City Department of Consumer Affairs did a very comprehensive study. Um, They compared the prices of over 800 items, and they found that very often women are being charged more than men for the same products. The rage is already bubbling. Oh, yeah. She's a Buckle up. Buckle up. (laughs) Uh, So their study found that 42% of the time, women are charged more than men for essentially the same products. (laughs) Yeah, you can't see Kendra's face, but she's about to explode. My lips have, have, like, folded in on themselves... Um, and I might start bleeding from my gums. It's fine. So, yeah, women are charged more 42% of the time. 40% of the time, the prices are equal, and 18% of the time, men are charged more. So, gender pricing discrimination does go both ways. Um, that doesn't make it okay, Mm -hmm. one. Uh, and two, the burden typically does fall on women. So the uh, pink tax can cover a wide variety of products from toys to clothing um, of all ages, both children, infants, and adults. It covers personal care items, even elder care items like canes and braces and adult diapers. Um, The female versions are more expensive. I've never thought of that. Same. Maybe because I don't buy them on a regular basis? Yeah, That makes total sense. Yeah, I, and I looked into it a little bit and, like, um, braces and things, whether it's for um, elder care items, I think they were looking at, like, back braces, but even, um, like, ankle braces, like, oh yeah, quote-unquote slim fit for women that literally use less material are more expensive. Okay. Time out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of men who have tiny ankles. Yes. It is not exclusively a woman thing. I also know women who have bigger ankles, and that's yes. fine. Weird. It's like bodies are weird and different and normal, and it has nothing <sighs> to do with your gender. I what? know. Who I am... would have thought? How has nobody thought of this yet? I'm, I'm going to need a second to clean up the mess that my brain exploding literally just made on my floor. So sure. I'll be um, back. Um, And that's one of the big things about it is women are affected by the pink tax for literally their entire lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes the difference is really minimal, only a few cents. Sometimes the difference, though, is huge. Uh, They found that a standard pair of Levi jeans for men was $68. Which I I don't even, I don't want to hear it. It's too expensive, but. I don't want to hear it. For women, it was $88. (sighs) Oh. Twenty dollars more for a regular pair of jeans. I hate it. I hate it so much. That's why I wear leggings. I, that's why I don't wear pants. <laughs> Your move, Levi. Uh, they looked at Abercrombie and Fitch, um, and they had the exact same applique logo tee for men and for women. Um, the The cut was basically the only thing that was different. For men, mm-hmm. it was thirty dollars. For women, it was 40. Oh, I hate it. And then the most infuriating to me. No, no. 
Uh, there was a Radio Flyer, my first scooter. Oh. So it's a little, like, tricycle scooter for children. Uh, the red version was twenty four ninety nine. How much was the, the pink version? Forty nine ninety nine. It for was the same scooter, twice but in a lighter expensive. shade of red. Yes, and for a fucking child. Uh, like yeah. how upsetting. I if uh, my child wanted a pink scooter, boy or girl, if they wanted a pink scooter, I would have bought the red one and painted it painted pink it myself. Pink. And how, uh, we might get into this later, but, like, how discriminative towards, discriminative, is that even a word? You know what It I mean. is now. It is now. Okay. Towards underprivileged families. Yes. Who, like, may not even be able to afford the red scooter, but, like, of course will not be able to afford the pink one. Yes. So why does the rich girl on the corner get a pink scooter when it's exactly the same as the quote-unquote boy scooter when another child can't get it. Like, that's absolute bullshit. Yes. The other thing is, okay, this is more expensive because it's pink, and somewhere along the lines, some asshole decided that pink represents girls, so now girls have to have pink things, and we are going to charge them more for this thing that we told them they have to have. Which it wasn't originally, no, right? It the color wasn't. pink was not originally associated with femininity. Femininity. No. Words. Doing yeah. great. It's just ugh, so yeah. stupid. Maybe that's another topic we'll cover. I was just the gonna history say that. of the color pink. Just gonna say that it's yeah, it's absolute bullshit. Yeah. Um, so one of the most common places that we see the pink tax. Uh, is in personal care products. Mm-hmm. Um, so on average, they found that toys, adult clothing, senior products, etc., were about um, seven to eight percent more for women. On average, personal care products are thirteen percent more expensive for women, and can be up to forty-eight percent more expensive for comparable products. Which. <sighs> Let's dive into why this is bullshit. Let's. Because women are told their whole lives that they have to follow specific beauty standards. So we're told you have to have the prettiest hair and acne-free face and be hairless. And Mm -hmm. also, you're going to have to buy all these products for it. And, oh, oops, sorry, we're going to charge you more because we can. Yeah. They know that they'll pay for it. Yes. Oh, I'm so mad. Yeah. There have been many times where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stop shaving. I did that during COVID. It's great. I highly suggest it. And beauty standards, again, that's a whole other topic for a whole other thing. But the fact that women are raised to believe that they're worthless unless they're beautiful and that they have to spend all of this money to get it. And then the fact that they're being taken advantage of with pricing on top of that. Yes. Is utterly disgusting. Yes. Um, I also read something interesting, which really struck me. Um, I read an article that talked about how products are often bought for their purposes as well as their symbolic meaning. So not only are we buying razors to shave our legs, but we're buying the feminine razor because it looks more feminine, which means it is more feminine and we're more feminine or like... God forbid someone sees that you're using a man razor and that makes you less feminine. So women 
are paying more to reflect their identities as feminine by buying a razor that looks like a fucking woman. I'm looking at you being a goddess razor. Yeah. I <clears throat> I use a man's razor. Same. Because... Actually, right, I use a safety razor now, which oh. is also typically seen as a man's razor, but... Yeah, I've what been is, using... What is a safety razor? Um, It's the, you know, double-sided razor blades. Oh. And it goes into the... It's hard yeah. to explain, but yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... I have found in my in my years of shaving, in my 30 mm-hmm. years of living, in my not 30 years of shaving, because I obviously didn't shave as a child, but um, I was blessed with uh, my father's thick, coarse-like hair. Same. My German heritage yes. has gifted me with dark, Your thick hair. Heritage. Hair. <laughs> heritage. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> nice pun. Um... Women's razors do not cut it for me. They suck quite li- so bad. Quite literally, they don't <laughs> cut it for me. We're just ro- we're rolling with the puns Man, here. It's and a good I day. Love it's a good it. day for puns. I love it. But I can get maybe five good shaves out of a woman's razor. With a man's razor, I it lasts so much longer. It's Same. almost like they built it better. What? Weird. What? Who? What? Why? Where but and why? when? <laughs> we'll just God. cover all the W's and the H. But no, you're completely right, though, because I have also, for a, I think since college, for sure, I don't know if I started using it before I went to college, but I also switched to man's razors because mm-hmm. they are better. And how come women get razors made of plastic? Yes. And men get razors made out of metal? Because they are manly. And they, you know, plastic, they could break the plastic. I don't in know their what hands. the men are doing while they're shaving, but. <laughs> I... And, you know, I don't want to know. Oh, God, that's, ain't that the truth? I don't want to know. But, but, yeah, also, one, when you're buying razors, like, who's going to see it anyway? Like, yeah. why do you care about who's going to see your razor? And if you're dating someone who sees your razor, in your shower and is giving you shit because it's a male razor, fucking dump their ass because you don't need that kind of negativity and misogynistic patriarchal bullshit in your life. And bonus, if you are with a man and you have a man's razor and you are comfortable with it, you can use the same razor. A hundred percent. And then you are... Subverting the system. It's, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Do you need me to drop off my razor occasionally so you can feel like you're sharing it with a man? Yes, please. Okay. It would be really great and not at I'll, all creepy. I'll be fine later today. Thank you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being single. You are an independent woman and you don't need no man. Hell and yeah. it's okay if you want a man. And it's also okay I, if you, you know, don't want a man. I would really just like a man for convenience purposes. <laughs> I feel like we've had this discussion. I, oh, yeah. You know, getting my kayak on top of my car, I, really, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And maybe procreation if I choose to have children. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. Jury's still out on that one. So, pink tax. Pink tax. <laughs> Continue. Uh, so, really fucking infuriating. 
Um, and I was curious if this was still around. I assumed it was, but um, I want to do a little research of my own because it's been five years. So I wanted to see how much things have changed. I just poked around on the Target app for like for 10 minutes. Oh, darn. I know. I know. It was the worst part of my day. Um, and I do think there's been some improvement because uh, there were quite a few items that were the same price. Uh, some of the items that were specifically called out in the 2015 study um, were now the same price. They I didn't Yay. mention this before, but they had called out children's helmets. Um, mm. I can't remember what the brand was, but there was a specific character or like character set on children's helmets and the blue version was more expensive or was less expensive than the pink version um those are now the same price yay those the scooters that we bitched about at length those are now the same price yes so things are changing but it does still exist um like I said, I was only on there for about 10 or 15 minutes, and I was still able to find a few examples. Um, I looked at razors. There was the Gillette Sensor 2 Plus Men's Disposable Razor and the Gillette Daisy Women's Disposable Razor. They're the same razor, cheap plastic, two blades, moisture strip. One is pink. One is not pink. I can't remember what color it was. Um, the men's was a 10 count for $7.99. So they were 80 cents each. The women's was a 12 count for 9.99, so they were 83 cents each. For a razor that I could shave like half of one leg with. You couldn't see this, but I rolled my eyes the second she said Daisy. Yes, oh my god. <laughs> I what what is the point? I'm not going to buy a razor based on its name. What? So what is the point? Flower, I'm sorry, flowers don't make you think of razors and clean-shaven legs? No. If if flower petals were sharp and dangerous, then maybe. Oh, God, I wish they were. That'd be badass. But daisy um, petals are floppy, and I would not trust them to shave my legs in a million years. Oh, 100%. Also, uh, I just want to note that women's shaving cream is absolute garbage. It is. It really I is. I can't remember the name of that stupid brand. Skintimate. There it is. Mm-hmm. Sucks. One, slips off your leg the second you put on it, which what's the point? Yep. And then it's horrible, and I get cuts all the time, and you know what works great? Barbasol. That shit has been around for forever. It comes in giant-ass yes. cans. It's like a dollar. It's amazing. Barbasol. Yeah. And it smells... It's got that, like... I don't know if you ever played with shaving cream as a kid, but it's got that nostalgic shaving cream smell. The smell. Which I love and doesn't smell like weird-ass fake flowers mm-hmm. or fake fruit. Mm-hmm. So look yeah. into that. I use, as far as like a shaving cream-esque product, I don't know who who had it. But when we were at the Fringe Festival last year... I was taking a shower in our Airbnb, and someone had brought this, like, oil. It was like a Ooh, natural... Oh, that's me. The natural I use, oil. I had yeah, my I own, actually use that. I love it. I had my yeah. own razor, but I didn't have... I, like, walked in the shower. Like, I was like, okay, I need to shave my legs. Shit. <laughs> I have nothing to put on my legs. And I was like, oh, this'll do. The second I squirted it into my hands, I was like, I'm buying this for myself. I hadn't even applied it to my legs yet. It's amazing. And it was it- incredible. It kind of feels like lube, but not It really. does. 
like in the best way. Do not use it as lube. Like in the best way possible. No, that's mine. That's actually what I use to shave, and I do highly suggest it. I love it Um, so much. But if someone is specifically looking for a shaving cream, Barbasol's where it's at. Otherwise, yeah, this shave oil is great. So good. So So good. good. Uh, And then it's back to school. So I happened to, this just like popped up um, as I was searching. I didn't even search for it. And I found this interesting. So there's a TI-30XIIS scientific calculator. Mm -hmm. Um, It comes in pink, black, and blue. And originally, they're all priced the same. They're all priced at $15.99. But back to school sale, uh, the black and the blue version are on sale for $9.99. And the pink version is on sale for $10.99. Why? If they're all the same price to right? begin Why are, with. Exactly. Give them all an equal sale discount. Literally to take advantage of women. Target, you're slipping. You're slipping on my rankings. And I love yeah. me some Target. God, we love me some... Well, that's I a need standard to... Minnesotan trait, but... It's estimated that women pay $1,351 a year in additional costs because of products with the pink tax. Which that means... Ridiculous. By the time you are 30... Mm. hey mm-hmm. us! I don't want to know. I don't want to know. $40,000. You have most likely paid $40,000 more than a man of your same age for comparable products. Wow. What would I do with $40,000? I'd probably right now put it toward a house. And then you think about the fact that women are also underpaid. Yep. We are underpaid. We are paying more, not to mention disadvantaged populations so Mm -hmm. people of color or the disabled who cannot work as much and that the disabled one the more i learned that like um like some of those medical products are also part of the pink tax the fact that they are making significantly less and then they're required to pay more for things that they need it's so upsetting um i also read that this really affects women above 65 um one because they grew up in a time where they were making significantly less um than women are now because there's still pay discrimination but on average women are making 85 um to like 98 percent of what a man makes but they Mm -hmm. used to make what like 35 percent or something yeah ridiculous so they've grown up making less but still paying more they're also um often retired so they're living on fixed incomes mm-hmm. um it's insane and then i also read that the anti-aging beauty market is oh, huge for dude, this under eye cream is so expensive yeah and so they're so expensive <laughs> they found that there are women's and men's versions of anti-aging products the women's are pretty much always significantly more expensive mm-hmm. plus again Society has deemed it okay for a man to age because we can have, you look at Hollywood, George Silver, Clooney Silver Foxes. and Silver Foxes, and they can they can have lead roles in movies, but their partners have to be young. Mm-hmm. So Which we're constantly- Stupid. Constantly feeding women the fact that they cannot look their age, and then again, taking complete advantage of them. Ugh, it makes me so sad. Yeah. Um, so, as if you weren't feeling bad enough. No. 
the pink tax ex- uh, extends to more than just products. It also extends to services. So please talk about haircuts. I was I actually don't go into haircuts a lot for the sole reason that I understand there are different types of mm-hmm. like techniques and time and things that go into f- female haircuts versus male and I don't know enough to talk about that. Yeah. But that is that definitely happens. Women's haircuts are significantly more than men's. Sometimes it it makes sense, sometimes it does not. Yep. Um dry cleaning is a big one. Uh they I don't know ex- specifically where this was um looked up, but a women's shirt was 4.95 and a men's shirt was 2.86 and it's the exact what? same process. The exact same process. Why? Yeah, that makes like, I, no sense. Absolutely no sense. I no never, sense. I did not expect the words dry cleaning to come out of no. your mouth. Same. At when all. I was re- when I was researching it, I was like, well, I'm sorry, what? Um, car loans, mortgages, and health insurance are also part of it. Um, Great. Women pay more for car insurance in 25 states, even though... All of the horrible drivers I can think of off the top of my head are men. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that all men are horrible drivers. I'm not saying that there aren't horrible women drivers. But, like, that makes no sense. Well, and there is a stereotype that women are bad drivers. But, but men are dicks. They're... And because they're yeah, dicks no, on the road... Yeah, no, men are aggressive drivers. Exactly. Which would make them more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so that story doesn't check out. <laughs> it's frustrating um a sanford study in 1995 found that when women bought cars they were two times as likely to be quoted a higher price than a man they were also found to pay on average two points more for interest rates women of color four points more what (laughs) yeah yeah and part of that um this also makes me mad. Supposedly, part of that is because women are less likely to shop around. But here is why I think that is. One, we are taught as women from a very young age not to question things. Yep. To accept everything we're given and be grateful for it. Yep. So we're basically told it's rude to shop around for something as simple as... And, like, I personally was not. I don't want my dad to get uh, triggered listening to this, like... He taught me to shop around, but a lot of, a lot of women don't know or don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I was thinking about it and, um, men are creepy. Yes. <laughs> not, not always, but just because a man is in a professional position does not mean he will not prey on women or make them uncomfortable. Yes. And so why would a woman put herself in front of multiple men and increase the chances of that happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas a man doesn't have to feel that with another man or another woman. They Yes. No. Yes. I think we're so ingrained to think that like being difficult at all or yes. asking for more or less, depending on the situation, yep. will make this person hate us. Yep. And we don't want that. Yep. Questioning what we're told. It comes back to to that. Yeah. Which is okay. It is okay to question what you are told if you do not believe 
that it is right. Even if it's something as simple as how much you are paying for a certain object. Yep. You can question it. And you can, um, specifically with cars, but with all sorts of things, you can walk away or tell them you need a Mm -hmm. night and go do some research. Yep. Or reach out to other friends if you're feeling uncomfortable and get other opinions on it. That's Mm -hmm. also totally fine. Yep. Um, so the last service I will touch on. Oh, no. Also. Oh, no. The look on your face. (laughs) Oh, no. Health insurance. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Women pay higher health insurance premiums because of their expected costs related to pregnancy. Bullshit. So, you're telling me that if I decide not to have a child, I'm still paying the same prices as someone having a child because you think I may or may not have a child. Which is just stupid. And last time I checked, it takes two people to make a baby. Yes. And while, yes, the woman is the one using all the actual medical services and the one putting herself at risk, it is still two people's child Mm -hmm. so why are we not paying for that equally why is it not just spread out amongst everybody because pregnancy ultimately is a woman's responsibility Uh, you know birth control the whole um uh like a hysterectomy if you don't want children or any kind of getting tubes tied or anything like god god forbid God forbid a woman is raped and becomes yes. pregnant and makes the choice to keep the baby <sighs> and is forced to pay more. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. It is backwards. I, it is disgusting. And This is one of those moments I usually very much love being a woman. But now I'm like, I just... Yeah. That's why we gotta do something about it, ladies. <sighs> Yep. <sighs> so, uh, like I said, I kind of looked into why the fuck is this happening? Um, we covered it a little bit in services, um, but specifically with regards to products, um, businesses, as well as um, marketing and economic experts have given a few potential reasons for increased costs, most of which I feel are bullshit, but uh, we can discuss together and see yes. how we feel. Let's. So, um, one is tariffs. Apparently, there are often higher tariffs on women's imports as opposed to men's imports. So, those get passed down with the prices, which I guess makes sense. Makes sense. Still not okay. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Product differentiation. So, this can be a lot of things. Uh, It can be actual product differences, whether it's just the materials. I think this comes into play with jeans a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. Men's jeans are, like, straight denim. Women's jeans are, like, stretchy denim. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be features, which, when it comes to features, I find that usually... I'm thinking specifically of razors, but usually, like, the men's features are better than the women's features anyway. Mm -hmm. So, that's kind of questionable, but... Yeah. I suppose if an item does have more special features, it makes sense that it would cost more. Right. 
But it can also be as simple as a color change. So you're literally paying more for something that's pink as opposed to something that's not. Which, last time I checked, paint, it costs the same. So yeah. you're you're not paying more for pink paint. Or you're not and paying any more for labor. No. You are and literally paying for the color. And I found one of the reasons this happens, one of the reasons this causes a price change, one is marketing and patriarchal manipulative bullshit, uh, but also oftentimes they will just create less of the pink items. So it costs more to produce a smaller quantity. So then they can justify charging more. And they could probably call it like a limited edition. Uh-huh. Justifying the increase in price in that way too. Yeah. Which is Which stupid. Bullshit. Uh, I also found a, um, I don't know when this is from, but a few years ago, Old Navy was called out for price discrimination. Yes. I love Old Navy, but yes, I know. call them out for Same. price discrimination. Um, it was found that women's plus size jeans on average cost 12 to $15 more than standard, uh, standard women's size jeans, which I have some thoughts about. Mm-hmm. It uses more materials, but also the average woman is quote unquote plus size, so maybe yes. fucking regulate prices. Yes, and As body if, standards. Yes, please. As if that wasn't bad enough, men's plus size jeans cost the fucking same as men's regular jeans. No. No. Yep. So clearly the extra material is not the cause. No. They were called out and they responded. Their response was. Oh, no. They are created by a team of designers who are experts in creating the most flattering and on-trend plus styles, which include curve enhancing and curve flattering elements such as four-way stretch materials and contoured waistbands, which most men's garments do not include. Okay. Have at it. No. (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) Yes! No. Also... I am not currently shopping in the plus size section, and last Mm-mm. time I checked, my jeans also include flattering on-trend styles, yeah. curve-enhancing and curve-flattering elements such as four-way stretch materials and contoured waistbands. If I had curves, <laughs> my <laughs> jeans would reflect that. Yes! But I am a rectangle. Actually, no. <laughs> I think my body type is an enigma. My body type is an enigma. I'm honestly surprised that the plus-size male jeans were not cheaper to attract the men that need more space in the crotchal region for their raging penises. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I think, can you... Like John Travolta in uh, Battlefield Earth. God. Just saying. Uh, So the final reason that I found that's been given for price discrimination is that women are less price sensitive and are willing to pay more for things. Um, Whereas men are more stingy, I guess. But... (sighs) Yes, but that comes down to the cultural and societal norms. 100% the fact that we've been forced to deal with it our entire lives. Um, They're also finding that that is actually not as true anymore. Good. Yeah. So, fuck that. 
Good. So the moral of the story, I think, is to just wear leggings and sweatpants for the rest of your life. Is that yes? Is that what I'm? I'm gonna say wear gathering? as little clothing as possible when cool. needed. Wear leggings, men's sweatpants. Oh, I love. Oh my sweatpants. god, right? They're so comfy. <sighs> I will. I will buy men's sweatpants over women's sweatpants every time. Any day. Every time. Um. So are you ready to talk about the part you've probably forgotten about by now? The tampon tax? Oh. Yes. So this this probably could be its own episode, but I decided to loop it in since it's related. Almost all states, uh, we are in the U.S., if you are listening from another country, so almost all states in the U.S. exempt non-luxury necessities. So groceries and prescriptions are not subject to tax. Mm-hmm. Almost all states charge a luxury tax... On feminine products such as pads, tampons, and menstrual cups. I have so many things to say about that. The first being, who decided that having your period was a luxury? Yet, that is literally the first bullet on my list. I'm going to guess it was a man. A hundred percent. Which... Because I do not know a single woman who, unless there's a pregnancy scare involved... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...is like, thank god i am bleeding this month you know what i love cramps and ruining my favorite pair of underwear i you know my favorite state is an overly hormonal state you know i cry i was gonna say you know what i like crying about literally everything oh and overthinking man literally everything men i mean i do that anyway but men are just missing out what a sad boring life they must lead no, guys, nobody thinks those that. Five days are the highlight of my month, and no man is like, dang, you know, I really just wish I could have a period. That'd be so cool. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Like men, men, please reach out to us. Tell me how much are you willing to pay to experience the luxury of having a period? I really wish that there was like a simulation machine, like pregnancy simulators, like where you have the belly yes. and you can like induce contractions and like. But all for that periods, stuff. I wish there was a period <sighs> version of that. So, guys, yes, could and it would range from like a mild period to you are in the fetal position on your bathroom oh floor all day in so much pain, period. Yeah, and they don't know what one they're gonna get. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not something we can turn on or off, it's not mm-hmm. like it's something we choose to have. Yep, it is a part of our normal bodily function and anatomy and autonomy and we are being charged for it and actually i think i'm gonna do another episode on the commercialization of menstruation because the history of how this came to be is so upsetting Mm -hmm. it's so upsetting and it's unfair because there is no male equivalent nope there's not a single male function that happens once a month or even with any regularity whatsoever that females don't have where they need to purchase specific products mm-hmm. to deal with it. Oh, I'm sorry. You said need? This is not a want situation? This oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You are 100% correct. I could definitely opt to free bleed and ruin all of my clothes and every surface I sit on. And Okay. And, like, oh, that's the other thing is... Well, one, men don't understand periods, and there are literally men in Congress right now who think you can stop your bleeding when you don't want I, to be bleeding, or I that wish. you bleed, Please or that you let just, me like, know how to do that, or that you bleed and then you're done, or like 
you bleed at a specific time each day. Like, no, you are constantly bleeding for days. And, and one, they don't like it when we bleed on things because it's gross. Sure. But um, I don't know if you've ever read any of those stories about like women in middle school. I guess technically they're girls in middle school who will like unexpectedly get their period or they'll leak because their teachers won't let them go to Mm -hmm. the bathroom and then they get sent home or they get in trouble for getting blood on the chair like okay that clearly tells me this isn't a luxury it's a necessity yes so there are many people uh who feel that menstrual products should be free altogether I am one of those people. Yeah, I can fully support that. Come because at me. Because condoms are fucking free. You know what isn't free, though? Female birth control. No. Ugh, of course yes. not. Um, but even if you want to argue that they shouldn't be free, I do not feel they should be taxed. No. They are not a luxury. Um, and the other thing that's really upsetting... Uh, well, I there are still two points on my list with this. No, There are still points on my list about why this is upsetting, so. You can avoid the pink tax most of the time by opting to purchase men's products, Mm -hmm. but you cannot opt out of this tax. Yep. It is a forced tax upon you, and that's (sighs) upsetting. It's also, um, a lot of people don't realize this, it becomes a transgender thing as well because... Absolutely it does. Because many transgender men, whether they're just starting their transition or if they've transitioned um, and they've decided not to have surgery, a lot of them still have a uterus. They still bleed monthly and they have to buy these products. California alone makes $20 million annually in taxes from feminine products. I hate it. I hate it. Also, while we're talking about what is taxed, you want to discuss what's not taxed? It's prescriptions. And what is a prescription? Viagra. Oh, mother. This tells me the need for a man to have sex with his partner is more important than a normal female bodily process. Yes. This is also... It's just another way that... The patriarchy or the world tells us that male bodies are more important than female bodies because the fact that they're not, quote unquote, functioning, that's the fact that they are not functioning normally and they can remedy that tax free, yet our bodies are functioning normally and we have to pay extra for it. And we're punished for it, essentially. Fuck that. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred (sighs) percent. So, now we're getting mad. What can we do about it? Well, one, um, 13 states, uh, with the tampon tax specifically, there are 13 states, including Minnesota, so you and I are lucky, um, who already don't charge tax on menstrual products. But that means there are still 37 who do. Um... So when it comes to that, uh, one, buy a cup. Uh, I would highly suggest a menstrual cup 
for multiple reasons. Um, I've been using one for about a year and a half. Kendra just bought one. I just bought one. I'm so excited. I haven't, yeah. had, haven't had the luxury, word choice totally intended, yep. um, have not had the luxury to use it yet, but I'm very, very excited to yeah. try it. So they are great for so many reasons, but one of them is, yes, you might have to pay the tax when you buy it for the first time, but then you're not continually buying tampons, pads, etc. So you're basically subverting that tax every month. Um, also, if you are using pads or panty liners, I highly suggest finding um, reusable ones. Yes. You can find them all over the internet, or there are great shops on Etsy that use them, or... Um, menstrual underwear that you can use without a tampon and without a cup, or you can use them um, as your backup. Uh, they're great as well. So great for the environment, great for your wallet, uh, not great for the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes... Oh, and then the other thing with that, um, when it comes to the tampon tax, specifically contact your legislators. Yes. Uh, there have been a couple moves to try to clamp down on the pink tax, um, both tampon tax-wise and just in the regular sense. Um, in 2018, Representative uh, Jackie Spear, Spire, sorry, uh, she introduced the Pink Tax Repeal Act. Unfortunately, it failed. Um, but it shows that there are representatives who want to make change. Yes. So call them and let them know that you also want change. Um, in 2019, 22 states introduced bills to repeal the tampon tax. None of them went into law. Um, apparently, there are a bunch of male representatives that say that they've been wanting to make change, but they didn't feel like as men it was their place to suggest the change, which, first of all, bullshit if you think there should be change just because it doesn't suit you doesn't mean you can't bring it up bring it up to contact them tell them it's important to you um and do this on the state and the national level um most taxation and um most taxation laws sit with the state uh so definitely start there but the federal government can also make sweeping legislation to help these issues um and then fucking vote yes vote out those white old white men who don't Do understand your research what a period is and vote for someone who does and who is willing to represent you and make these changes um when it comes to um when it comes to buying products and pink tax there take your buying power back women make up 85 percent of consumer purchases 85 percent so crazy. we have a huge impact and we can definitely change the economy um do your research before you go or in the store compare prices hop back and forth between aisles um be sure to look at quantity as well as price brands try to be sneaky and they will charge the same price for a pack of men's and women's razors but the women's will have less in it mm-hmm. um so do your research, compare those prices, buy men's or generic when it makes sense. You can also look for brands who are actively fighting the pink tax. Um, there's a brand called Harry's and a brand called Billy. They're both uh, focused towards shaving and self-care products. They are both actively fighting 
those gender costs and pink taxes. Uh, there's also a website called Boxed. It's a wholesale site that enforces price equality, um, and they also don't tax their tampons. Nice. So it's a great place to shop. Um, I did not know that was a thing. I didn't either. They do bulk uh, shopping, so if you can't do bulk shopping, um, it might not be your best choice. But if you can or you enjoy buying in bulk, it's a great place to look. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then last, and potentially my favorite, is public shaming. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) You can do this on all social media, but it becomes really huge on Twitter. Uh, Take a picture of both of them and call them out. I see this a lot with... um, for some reason, laxatives was a big thing. Women's laxatives were more expensive because we had sensitive tummies. Sorry. My sensitive feminine tummy, even though they were exactly the same. And yeah, so if you see it, post it, call people out, let people know not to buy that shit. Yes. Take back your buying power, make a difference. Yeah. Use your wallet smartly. Fight the patriarchy. Is that a word? <laughs> Who knows? No. Smartly. Yeah. That was a roller coaster of emotions. I know, I'm so sorry. And it was probably epic lows. (laughs) (laughs) But also felt a sense of empowerment at the end, which is exactly what exactly what I needed. That's my goal. Do you wish Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and other problematic politicians would just go away? Are you sick of the leadership in this country and wish there was something you could do about it? Do you find yourself getting mad every single day at the things our president says in the current events? And the steady increase of COVID cases with complete denial in the White House and no national plan to help fix it? And the misogyny and the lack of empathy and the state of the economy? And oh my god, just everything! Then have we got the solution for you. Voting. Have you heard of it? Besides running for office yourself, voting is the number one way to prevent the spread of old, out-of-date white men in office and flatten those conserv... atives. I think we all have a few conserv... atives. We'd like flattened right about now. Voting is easy to do. Just make sure you're registered and visit your polling place on November 3rd. Candidates can be found supporting your political priorities, both at the state and federal levels. Name a popular issue. Seriously, right now. Say it out loud. Yeah, there's probably a candidate out there in support of it. There are a lot of important issues right now. If you can't vote in person, and you don't live in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, South Carolina, or New York, you can still vote by mail. Just apply for your absentee ballot online, fill out the ballot when it arrives, and mail it back. Seriously, we don't really care how you vote, but please, just vote. I love to vote, even if I can't leave my house. Me too. This will be presidential election number four for me. I think it's a great way to revolutionize and make my voice heard while also showing compassion for my country. Side effects may include political change, a renewed sense of pride, and a president who actually gives a shit about the well-being of this country. Awesome. So, are you ready to hear about one of the most badass women in athletics? Yes, I am so excited. That I have ever, like, I knew about her, and I knew 
kind of about what she did, but I had no idea the actual lengths that she, I'm. I'm, yes, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. This is the story of Billie Jean King. Yes. Who, ugh, I just, I can't. Okay, so. Billie Jean Moffat was born on November 12th, 1943 in Long Beach, California to parents Bill, who was a firefighter, and Betty, who was a homemaker. She came from a super athletic family. Her dad, before he became a firefighter, earned a spot to try out for an NBA team, and her mom, Betty, was a super good swimmer. So Billie Jean's brother, Randy, pitched for a few different Major League Baseball teams over his 11-year career in the 70s and 80s. So growing up, she was trying out different sports, figuring out where she fit in, ultimately ended up on tennis, knowing immediately that this is what she was going to do with her life. This was her passion. This is what she was going to do. She told her mom at a very young age, I am going to be number one in the world. Spoiler alert. She was. What a queen. She, in 1966, so she was 23 years old, she was ranked number one in women's tennis, and she held that ranking for five more years. Holy shit. She was amazing. Between 1961 and 1979, she won 20 Wimbledon titles, 13 U.S. state titles, four of them were in the singles category. Four French titles, one of those was in the singles category, and two Australian titles, one of those was also in the singles category, for a total of 39 Grand Slam titles. Oh my god. In 1972, she won the U.S. Open, the French Open, and Wimbledon to claim three Grand Slam titles in one year. Holy buckets. She was phenomenal. Um, so growing up playing tennis as a female in the 50s and 60s, she learned pretty quickly she was going to be treated differently from her male counterparts. The thing that kind of pushed her most was a group of junior tennis players at a tournament were getting together to take a picture. She was told she could not be in the picture because she was, get this, wearing shorts instead of a skirt. Oh, come on. So she I'm used so They that. couldn't even... Oh, quick, quick, quick pause. They couldn't yeah. even throw her in the back. Yeah. So, like, no Apparently one could not. see it. Apparently not. And, I mean, if you stand with your legs together... Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to tell if you're wearing shorts or a skirt. Put the racket in front of it. Yeah. So, but to tell her that she could not be in the picture... Yeah. Also, the fact that women have to play sports in skirts is it another is topic completely ridiculous oh i just i sp- hate it i just spilled hot beverage on myself i'm so angry <laughs> you okay i'm fine okay um so she used that instance that happened as a young girl to f- uh to improve gender equality in the sport of tennis So throughout her career, when she was not kicking ass on the court, she was using her status to improve player compensation and pushing hard for gender equality. So in 1967, she called out the United States Lawn Tennis Association in a series of press conferences because they were allowing top players to be paid under the table (gasps) just so they could get into tournaments. She called it shamateurism. 
Yes. I call it bullshit. <laughs> yes. Both of those things. I love Both the word. accurate description. Shamateurism. Same. Hard to say, but it's amazing. Um, she also led the organization of the first professional women's tennis tour in the 1970s called the Virginia Slims. Um, it was sponsored by a prominent cigarette company at the time, which... I mean, use the funding where you get it. I don't support smoking, <laughs> but if they're willing to dish out a lot of money for women to play, take right. it. Right. Um, a lot of other players, both male and females, were not supportive of this. So it started out with not a lot of people playing, but it eventually gathered steam and became successful as, yeah. you know. Um, so in 1973, she became the first president of the Women's Players Union, which is also known as the Women's Tennis Association. Okay. And in 1974, her and her husband at the time, Larry King, not the talk show host, uh, the two of them paired together. He was very supportive in all of her endeavors, holding okay. leadership roles in her organizations, things like that. Uh, they helped start Women's Sports Magazine and started the Women's Sports Foundation. That's so, so cool. So her efforts reached outside of the game of tennis and made an impact across all women's sports, That's which awesome. is awesome. So she had clearly been doing a lot to fight for gender equality throughout her career, but it was really going to catch the public eye in 1973 in her famous Battle of the Sexes match yes. against Bobby Riggs. So there was a movie that came out with Emma Stone and Steve Carell uh, in the past few years about this. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest it. Very, very good. Um, there's also a documentary about it that um, uh, I was about to call her Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> she is not <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Billy Jean had a had a, a decent role in in creating and making sure it was accurate. You know all that stuff. So cool. Highly recommend it. There's a lot of footage from the match. It's really really good. So. This is actually one of three Battle of the Sexes matches. Um, there was one in the uh, early 70s. There was this one. And then there was actually one in the 90s that fall under this Battle of the Sexes umbrella. Huh. There have been a lot of other ones, but they really classified these three as the main three Battle of the Sexes matches. Okay. Um... So the match between Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King is the most well-known of these three. Yeah, I didn't know there was more than just that one. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, and it's actually still happening today, um, but I think it's just been, like, all in good fun. Mm -hmm. This was not an all in good fun <laughs> challenge. So Bobby was a former number one tennis player. At the time of the match, he was 55 years old. Billie Jean okay. was 29. Oh, God. He was a self-proclaimed hustler and male chauvinist. Oh, gross. Um, he had been challenging younger women tennis players to prove that male athletes will always be superior to female. So he was out with an agenda. Uh, speaking of, this just reminded me of how just men in general like to think that they're better at sports than women. And my brother-in-law has decided that um, high school basketball players, and even maybe himself, who doesn't play basketball, can beat professional women's 
basketball players. Which is bullshit. Yeah. And also, we come from Minnesota. I'm just saying one of our sports teams in the entire state is actually good, and it's the Lynx. It is the Lynx. play women's basketball. So Multiple championships have been won by that team. Suck a dick men's sports. <laughs> yes. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Women's sports matter. Yes. Um, so... He was challenging younger women's tennis players to prove male athletes would always always be superior to female. He had already defeated Margaret Court, which was one of the first of the three battle okay. of the sexes, um, who was the top-ranked women's singles player at the time. He beat her 6-2 and 6-1 on what was known as the Mother's Day Massacre. Oof. Which is, yeah. Great, great title. Um, he had already challenged Billie Jean. She said no multiple times, but finally felt like she had to play him essentially just to get him to shut up she's yeah. like i'm just gonna beat him and that'll quiet him and we'll be done that so, is too relatable yeah the match was set for september 20th in 1973 in the houston astrodome with the winner receiving one hundred thousand dollars in prize money which equates to about five hundred seventy six thousand dollars today it's a little more than half a million just okay. bonkers so leading up to the match Bobby spent his time on the media circuit making statements such as, quote, she's a woman and they don't have the emotional stability to win. Cute. And, quote, well, this is my favorite, quote, women belong in the bedroom and the kitchen in that order. Okay. Sir. No one wants to touch that dick with that attitude. Nope. First of all. Yep. I'm so mad. I had a lot of thoughts about that. Um, he also spent his time partying and doing minimal training for the match. Because he felt cool, like cool, cool. he didn't have to since he was playing a woman. Sure. On the other hand, on the other side of the racket, Billie Jean spent the summer of 1973 using this match to move women's tennis forward. She organized a meeting that ultimately led to the creation of the Women's Tennis Organization and threatened to boycott the 1973 U.S. Open if the male and female tennis winners were not paid the same. Yeah. So, essentially, men's champion was paid more than the women's champion, and she was like, nope, that's bullshit. I'm not yep. going. Good. Not going. That, in turn, caused the Open to be the first major tennis tournament to offer equal prize money from men and women. Good. Uh, she also continued to play. She developed her skills. You know, actually take this seriously. So, September 20th, 1973, the Battle of the Sexes began. Yes. And as one could imagine, since it was a nationally televised event, a little over the top. <laughs> Bobby comes out to the court in a rickshaw, which oh is God. essentially a an open... <sighs> Half of a carriage on wheels with someone, usually a horse, pushing, um, surrounded by beautiful women, Ugh. and he wore a warm-up jacket with the phrase "sugar daddy" on it. Oh, gross! I literally just gagged. Yep. Okay. Cool. 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 Billy Jean entered the court in equal fashion on a litter, which I did not know that this was the term for essentially a better couch with the poles on the corners for people oh, to carry. Oh, okay. And she was carried in by four shirtless muscular men, which is my dream. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so they exchanged gifts before the match. 
Bobby gave her a giant sugar daddy lollipop. Gross. And King gave him... The middle finger? A live baby pig to highlight his chauvinistic nature. Okay, I have a couple thoughts about that. Yes. One, fucking brilliant. Yes. Sassy as fuck. I love it. Two, being gifted a baby pig is like my (laughs) dream. So... I am here for that gift on all levels. Yes. I believe the article that I read literally called it a squealing baby pig. So I can only assume the pig was like, no, I don't want to go with this man. Do not send me with him. Did it have a sticker on it that said, hello, my name is Sugar Daddy? (laughs) If lost, please return to Sugar Sugar Daddy. Daddy. Oh, God. Yeah. So, Bobby played the first three games of the match while he was still wearing his warm-up jacket, which essentially was a middle finger to Billie Jean, saying, yep. I, this is a warm-up. Yep. I don't need, I don't need to care. Uh, he very quickly learned that he was playing a true athlete and probably should have taken this seriously because she was dominating him. So much so that he was clearly flustered, making continuous, ridiculous errors that no professional tennis player should make. And he was complaining of hand cramps. Oh my god. You know what sucks more than hand cramps? Actual uterine cramps. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to come full circle, and I am (laughs) so here for it. So, our girl, Billie Jean, won the match 6-4, 6-3, 6-3, and threw her racket up in the air, Mary Tyler Moore style, to celebrate. Yes. After the game, Bobby hopped the net, they shook hands. He whispered, I underestimated you in his in her ear. Which and she whispered, yes, you did, you motherfucker. That is the <laughs> biggest understatement of the century. <laughs> uh. So it is still one of the most watched sporting events of all time. It was given That's a primetime slot. 50 million people in the United States watched with an estimated 90 million people worldwide tuning in no tennis match before or since has been seen by so many people wow which is awesome because the fact that so many people saw it means that so many young girls aspiring tennis players female athletes of all ages of all sports in all areas of their lives saw this woman who was you know shit on essentially yep come back and prove that she can play with men she can not only play with men she can beat them their ass yep yes and that was huge um also title nine was signed into effect by richard nixon in 1972 so just the year before Mm -hmm. and this match really just kind of kick-started that whole thing if you are not familiar with title nine It essentially says, no person in the U.S. shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under under any educational program or activity receiving financial federal assistance. Federal financial assistance. So that was huge for high school and collegiate sports. Because women's sports were few and far between. They were not being funded the way that men's sports are, which, spoiler alert, still happening today, which is bullshit. I mean, this match was 
crucial for organizations to see that women can play the same sports as men. Yeah. And they can do it well. So it was, it was huge. After her match, Billie Jean, I mean, she knew how critical this was for the women's liberation movement, for women in athletics. Like, she knew it was a big deal. This was a direct quote from her after the match that I was like, yes. I thought it would set us back 50 years if I didn't win that match. It would ruin the women's tour and affect all women's self-esteem. To beat a 55-year-old guy was no thrill for me. The thrill was exposing a lot of new people to tennis. That's amazing. I was like, yes. It is huge. To think about the pressure that was on her is insane. And not just, like, one, to erase, like she said, 50 years of, like, basically women's rights. Mm Mm-hmm and equality in general, but also all of the stuff she had worked so hard to build and create to think that by losing a single match, you could lose all of that. I can't imagine. I love her so much. Would not want to be in her shoes. Oh, a hundred percent at all. It was amazing. Um, I also should note that there is some speculation that Bobby threw the match intentionally. He was an avid gambler Um, sources have come out and said that he owed so much money to the mob (laughs) that he put money against himself in this match. Um, there are statements on both sides of that. Nothing has ever really come of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so we don't know for sure, but there is that speculation out there. I just thought I should mention it. I am still under the assumption that... She just kicked his ass, and it's an excuse. But, yeah, who knows for sure. So, Billie Jean King still kicking royal ass today. She's continuing her activism and her focus on women's sports. Um, She's also very involved with the Elton John AIDS Foundation and her work in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, She actually came out as a lesbian, um during her tennis career she fell in love i love this story so much she fell in love with her former doubles partner in tennis and they got married and they are currently living in chicago together i it just puts a nice little bow on this whole thing and apparently her and larry king are still very very good friends they keep in touch constantly he's still very involved with her efforts so I think it's, it is a win-win-win situation. Yay. Yes. Ugh, that's amazing. So that is Billie Jean King. There's so much more information out there about her that I just, I want to watch all of the documentaries. I want to just, like, give her a hug. I, ugh, I love her so much. She's done so much amazing work yeah. for women in athletics and... It's insane. That's incredible. I love it. Yeah. Yay, good story. Yay, thank you. Cool. Um, yeah. You ready for our RBG quote? Let's do it. The week? Let's see. What do we got today? I've read every federal case that had to do with women's equality or the lack thereof and every law review article. Now, that seems like it was quite an undertaking, but in fact, it was easily manageable because there was so little. 
I love her so much. She is just not afraid to tell it like it is. No. And I love it. Back to your pink tax. Call people out on their bullshit. Make them write more equality legislation. Yes. And vote. And vote. Please, for the love of God, vote. When you are done voting, you should let us know on our social media platforms. Yeah. Is that a good transition? Yes. (laughs) What are our social media platforms, Kendra? Tell me more. You say B Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can also reach us at yousaybpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us your comments, your topic recommendations. Uh, I guess if you have anything you just want to share, feel free to shoot them our way. Uh, you can also find us at yousaybpodcast.com, where we will post more links and resources. Um, we'll probably be putting up all the titles of those movies that Kendra mentioned we should all go watch. Yeah. Um, and more good stuff there. And be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on a few different platforms there. Uh, give us a rating if you like what you hear and want to hear more. Our intro music was Bitch, Bitch, Bitch by Glove Compartment, edited by yours truly. It still makes me giggle every time. I love it so Such much. a good find. <laughs> now, guys, we really hope we see you back here next week, next episode, next whatever. Uh, but either way, just remember, call us bitches if you want, but bitches get shit done.